It's that time again. You go beyond the jive. Join our hosts, John Swan and Natalie B. Brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. All you hive jive junkies out there, this is the hive jive. Welcome. Thank you for, for, for coming back and joining us all on uh, another beekeeping chat here between Natalie and I. And today we thought, I thought, I thought almost sadomasochistically um, that that would be a fun experiment to just wind Natalie up and just watch her go and see what happens. And, <laughs> that's sadistic. Uh, that's not masochistic. <laughs> that's true because it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with it's, me. So that's you're doing true. It to me. <laughs> it's a sadistic on my part towards you. Yes, that's true. Um, to go through and just let you, let you loose on this subject. Uh, I have envisioned in my head Taz from the Looney Tunes, the Tasmanian devil, just like flat around and like, you know, <laughs> with red um, hair. Yeah. With, well, hey, Taz is red. See, that's true. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Perfect. It's, it's fitting. You're just not from Australia or go. Tasmania. I, I was going to say, perfect. I'm probably, I've got in, a, in another life, I was Australian probably. Tasmanian. There you go. So there you yeah. see, then we're all, it's, it's perfect fit then. Um, <laughs> so what we are going to talk about today is. This is a comment that was left on Facebook from Matthew, and this is in regards to the main segment episode number 133, which was the Natural Beekeeping Corner Part 8, and its title was Intensity Thresholds. And we mentioned this one kind of as a brief overview in our last beekeeper chat as well, just some of the different topics that Natalie and Les covered. But Matthew had a comment here, and I initially was going to respond to this comment on Facebook. And I did, it, it took me a long time to craft a very eloquent response. And then I didn't send it and I got distracted with a call. And then I had to go into another app and I did something else. And when I came back, my phone had cleared out everything I had typed. And I was like, no, That's awful um, when it happens. but I had started off by stating, I cannot speak on Natalie's behalf, but I can tell you what I know from other conversations. And then afterwards, when I, when I ended up not having that text anymore, I was just like, you know what? How about I just let Natalie respond for herself? <laughs> so I can do that very well. <laughs> yeah. So here is the actual comment. After listening to this segment and hearing the argument against treating bees with miticides and how it makes the population weaker and dependent on the mite treatments for survival, I am left wondering if she, Natalie, that would be you, um, applies these principles to the human population. The same could be said about vaccinations and modern medicine. So with her views of natural beekeeping and the let the bees perish that cannot defend themselves from the mite parasites to therefore allow for those genetics to be then flowed into the natural gene pool, how does she actually feel about vaccinations for diseases such as COVID, mumps, measles, chickenpox, influenzas, and carcinogenic viruses such as the human papillomavirus? Without these types of vaccinations, millions upon millions of people would die every year, yet only those with the genetics to cope with these diseases would then be allowed to survive. It would be a natural outlook of the human evolution and adaptation. So that is the comment that was left. And uh, of course, I, I have my own opinions and viewpoints and such, um, but I'm going to let you tell us yours since how it was directly pointed at you. <laughs> So as I mentioned a little bit ago, that I, nobody got to hear. <laughs> nobody got to hear. I totally appreciate Matthew's comments um, because I think he makes some 
interesting points. I think there's uh, uh, some questions that can be drawn from this, uh, some topics and, and an opportunity for a good discussion and an argument that we can make for or against um, this topic. Uh, it's it's heavily loaded question. Uh, so let's kind of, I, I will tell you what my position is. With, See if we can okay. tap dance around those minefields. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I would say, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying that as nicely as I can, but we're comparing apples to elephants or bananas to airplanes. This is completely different uh, ballpark. We're talking about insects on one hand, and we are talking about uh, pests, not viruses. And then on the other hand, we're talking about human beings, mammalians, and actually humans, which is a completely, you know, um, uh, separate category as far as I'm concerned when you're talking about protecting uh, populations and all this stuff. You, you know, there's a certain care to human populations that um, behooves us because we've got those big brains and we have those societies and we have all kinds of things going on. Uh, there's talks about souls and, and all kinds of things, right? So this is a completely different category than from the insects at first glance anyway. And um, those, um, those um, the equivalent would be the viruses, you know, vaccinations is for viruses basically, right? So we're not comparing the same things at all. What we're doing is we're looking at the uh, mites, which is a pest, and we're, we're um, looking at an insect that has a life cycle that's super fast, that's four to six weeks. They reproduce themselves. There's millions in the colony, I mean millions, over the life cycle of a superorganism. Uh, and then those superorganisms live only limited times as well. So the, if we were talking about treatments, uh, they're not vaccinations. They're not preventing those viruses they're only trying to curb the populations of the pests and the pathogens potentially uh, that are uh, coming in. So the, and, and, and most of them are for the mites that are transmitting some viruses, but those viruses are transmitted mostly when there's conditions that are pro, uh, uh, favorable to the transmission of those viruses, especially when you have bad genetics and um, low um, immune systems there's the, the the organism is weak and that creates a stress that opens up the uh um, basically the uh what do you call that sometimes i spoke too lot too much this weekend <laughs> i can't find my words anymore okay the the pathogens express themselves when the the immune system is lower right yeah. but if you have strong genetics strong population uh of good bees and a strong immune system you don't have those uh, problems, those viruses expressing themselves the same way. So to me, the mites are a symptom of an underlying cause, which is usually weak genetics. So what I'm saying when I'm saying don't use treatments, I'm saying really call the weak and keep the strong, which is for an insect, not the same thing at all as eugenics in human beings. We're not talking about, we're not going to do the same thing when it comes to humans Right. Uh, which is a completely different kind of organism anyway. And, and to be honest with you, we do that with all kinds of animals as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, so in, in agriculture you, specifically, I mean, yes. there, there are breeding programs so that we can 
have larger chickens that will yes. provide more meat to feed more people or cows that produce extra muscles and meat that they normally would never have had, you know, or like, they've had gigantic others or yes. pigs that can't even sting on their two legs, on their four legs, they have yeah. four, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they've been, you know, changed and uh, all kinds of uh, things we do with animals that we do not do with human beings. Yeah, We don't do the same experiments. We don't do the same kind of, um, you know, manipulations of genetics and all this stuff. So that, those, go ahead. Here's a bizarre, like, okay, so I'm literally just making things up. So nobody have a heart attack when I say this, okay? <laughs> but to, Somebody's to, gonna ask you a question. <laughs> probably. So to put this into a little bit of a perspective, when you're going through and you are you're giving a vaccination to anything because we could literally create a vaccine that exactly. would help or an immuno booster that would help the bees just like we yes. give to ourselves we take yes. vitamin c if we think that we're getting weak probiotics. Um, we, go through, we do probiotics you know like so there's all these things that we can do to help our own immune system we mm -hmm. boost our immune systems up we take the vaccine so that our body can then recognize a specific pathogen or disease and fight it and if we were doing the same thing for the bees, nobody would have a problem. If you said, here is a booster for deformed wing virus that you can give to your bees and mm -hmm. it will help them build up an immunity and fight deformed wing virus, nobody's going to question that because it is not a synthetic chemical pesticide poison. But when you're talking about the mite, we're not talking about the diseases that the mite carries. We're talking about the mites and the bees ability to deal with the mites. The mite is an insect. And it's living on the body of another insect. So here's the point where I don't want everybody to freak out. But if we took insects and we equated that over to mammals, that would be like saying you have, and I, I can't, I cannot pick a specific type of infestation because somebody out there will love some critter. But let's say there is a mammal infestation inside your house and your solution to get rid of that mammal infestation is to set off all these noxious chemicals that cause cancers, cause neurodegenerative you diseases, in there. and you sit in the middle of that house and you do mm -hmm. not leave, and you just hope that by the time it's all done, all of the infestation you were trying to get rid of is dead and you are still alive. But guess what? Even if you live, <clears throat> when you walk out of that house, brain damage, neurons right. that have been messed Lack up. Of because reproductive most, issues. Right, most of those synthetic chemicals are designed as nerve agents. They Baby mess up dead. the nervous system of them and they were designed for chemical warfare on humans. <laughs> and when those humans decided that we weren't gonna engage in chemical warfare, the manufacturers had to figure out what to do with them and they pivoted to agriculture. And they said, That's hey, exactly what happened, by the way. Exactly. That, gas yeah, and all that stuff. That's exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, that part's not a hypothetical. That's real. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. They brought it back over. They turned it into pesticides but it was originally designed to kill everything, People. not mm -hmm. just insects. So it still will have an effect on you if you breathe it or you're in the area. That's what we're talking about when we say don't use these things on the bees because you're trying to kill an insect on top of an insect. And it's really hard to do that without harming the other insect. But again, to take that type of approach and try to compare it with a vaccination or an immunization, which is to fight the diseases and the bacterias and the fungi that could be transmitted, that is a separate thing entirely. So you took it super far. 
but I think that the That's analogy, why I was like, people are going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but I think it, you do make some very strong points, including the fact that we're not um, uh, introducing foreign substances into our houses uh, for the purpose of getting rid of something. And in the meantime, we don't, it's only, it's only damaging the pests more than it damages us. Right. Right. And it, so, we hope, we hope in some cases not because there and, are some of those treatments that will mm -hmm. completely kill the entire colony if not used correctly. Well, and that's the thing. And you hear all the time, uh, colonies, I just treated my colonies, they absconded. Everybody left or, or it's really, you know, they're really uh, not doing well after I treated them. So there's consequences to those issues. And I am big on not introducing foreign substances in a superorganism whose cells uh, are all interlinked. And, and basically you don't know what the unintended consequences of your actions for introducing those foreign substances are uh, for the health of your colony. You get a very, most of the treatments will have adult kill, bird kill, uh, queen events, queen um, fecundity issues, drone problems, all kinds of things. And, and one of the other, if I want to extend to what you were saying, we're contaminating in some instances what's in the colony, including the wax and including the honey, which we consume. Right. Right. And so, they consume and they mm -hmm. live in it. So the wax is made to actually pull organic oil type substances into itself. And mm -hmm. that helps by pulling it away from the bees. But once it becomes super saturated, it leaches it back out into the brood food, into the brood chambers, into the honey, and then we consume the honey. And that's why when they go and they do tests on honey, on the honey, they can find way more agricultural pesticides and chemicals than you would ever want to know. Exactly. That's in just the average normal thing of honey that you get from a random colony of bees. So it's, it's the not effect a is thing. opposite of vaccination for humans. It's actually doing worse. Uh, it's it's uh, hurting the, the organism and us in consequence. So I would say that we need to be mindful of that. The other aspect of that and is that that pressure that we're putting on the past is evolutionary going to uh, um, cause it to evolve faster to get stronger because those life cycles are so fast. They're very right? quick, yeah our cycles of living are much, much longer as far as human beings are concerned. Also, when you're vaccinating people, um, except for minor side effects most of the time, you're actually really saving them from dev devastating uh, diseases and problems. And to be answering the question very clearly and categorically, I do support vaccination, all vaccinations. I'm double vaccinated, getting my booster this weekend, and I think that everybody should be vaccinated. Yeah. Now, everybody does whatever they want, but I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that vaccination, and I'm probably gonna alienate some, some of our listeners that don't believe in vaccinations, and that's yeah. fine. Everybody's entitled to their you know, opinion and what they do with their own bodies, that's fine. But I would say that in my case, I completely support vaccination uh, because it does save millions of lives. And, and it protects us all um, with the herd immunity that way. Right. And that's, so that's not, gonna... that is not a hypocritical statement either, because again, no vaccinations are not <clears throat> the same thing as what we're talking about with the natural beekeeping and, and trying to right. deal with the mite. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's where that whole comparison is, is too off base to draw that, try to draw a similarity there. Here's what the similarity is. It's not with the treatments that are kind of um, actually more, uh, medication, their drugs, their toxic 
products that we're putting in there. Uh, and I don't take medication. I stay away from all that stuff. So if we're talking personal, you know, comparisons, I will do, pick, I will not do those either. Pick any <laughs> I'm not being hypocritical. Yeah. No, pick any commercial on TV. <laughs> you want to stop smoking, take this drug. However, yes. side effects may include aneurysm, stroke, heart attack, death, you That's know, right. suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, the side effects on some of those are far, far worse than in some cases, not necessarily that one, but in some cases, what it was you were trying to stop. Right. So that's kind yeah. of a, that's a tricky slidey slope there, slippery slope. If the um, bees don't put those substances in their colonies, um, the effect of those, we have no idea what it really, really does to the bees and to even their genetics, right? So it could be actually through epigenetics causing issues as well. We might be weakening them much more than we think we do when yeah. we treat them. And, and that's that's absolutely correct. And so I I wanted to give you that opportunity to be able Thank to you. come on here and have a little chit chat and- But I do appreciate respond. the question and, and the, the comments because that allows us to clarify what it is that we're saying and so that there's no confusion anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was one of- uh, my final comment that I put on there just so he would know that like, yeah, I, I have read this and and we do want to address it at some point um, was just that this sounds like a very interesting topic and a good thing yeah. for a beekeeper chat on the next Patreon episode. So here you go. There you are. Yeah. Um, now, the other Thank side of that is I don't actually know if Matthew is a patron and can hear this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I can I can fix part of that if I need to. I can send him the episode so he can go through and listen to it or something. But yeah, so there you go, everybody. Now you actually have a, a little bit more of an interesting perspective on how other people may or may not view those things, how Natalie feels about uh, those types of comparisons, and that, yes, she does believe in immuno boosters and vaccinations. And uh, she's a big supporter of that, but that doesn't have anything to do with trying to kill an insect on an insect. <laughs> right. And, and luckily with this episode, we're going to get a whole lot more questions and topics for future episodes. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did you mean when you said, what did John say? <laughs> did John just tell us all to gas ourselves? What? Um, no, <laughs> don't do that. That was, I was trying to iterate how absurd it would be yes. what we're doing with these types of treatments would be the same analogy as, you know, oh, I got rats in my house. I'm going to set off yeah. all these poisons to kill them. And I'm just yeah. going to sit here and breathe it with them and hope I don't die. You know, like, well, I don't, I don't even use um, insecticides in my house. I don't use any of that stuff. I don't want it near my house anywhere, yeah. near my water source. I'm on a well. I don't want it leaching into the ground either. Yep. I, I'm much more prone to doing maybe like if I wanted the bees to get any kind of help, I would probably do mushroom patches or mycelium areas where they can go and self-medicate. The bees self-medicate, by the way. They there's do. all kinds of um, protections. Uh, there's the immunity of the individual bees. There's the immunity of the superorganism and they self-medicate and they have processes that are aimed at keeping them healthy that we interact with when we use treatments. Yeah, you may not necessarily see some of those other interactions, but one of the most obvious effects of that is the act of gathering and creating propolis. 
Yes. And, you know, that is in itself a form of like self-medication. They put mm-hmm. that in there to be antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal, yeah. you know, and they to have keep volatile themselves, compounds in yeah. the brood nests. And they mm-hmm. specifically select for the key targeted, most toxic things they can find to mix together to create just that perfect balance mm-hmm. that they need to fuse everything and make it all sanitary. So it is absolutely something that they definitely do. And in some cases, it is better sometimes to let the bees be and mm-hmm. do their natural thing because by yeah. us intervening, we're like more times than not, our best intentions sometimes have well unintended yeah. consequences. <laughs> so, so basically don't pour pesticides in your hives as my in a colony of insects. Yeah, you know, if you're not willing to breathe it, eat it, drink it, don't don't force your bees to don't do so either because yeah, technically exactly. it will eventually wind up in your honey and then you are going to be eating and drinking it and not realize well, it, so. That's the selfish um, uh, perception from that too. I mean, that's self-serving, right? But for the sake of the superorganism in the bee colonies also, if only for them, you know? Yeah, kind of but sometimes, that sometimes that's the only way that you can get somebody to understand it though, is those self-serving purposes. So mm-hmm. I had somebody yes. write into the state association and ask, hey, I have this opportunity to put bees out on this land. However, there are major power plants and refineries very close. Should I be worried about, can any of that potentially get into the hive? And I said, absolutely. Because any of that stuff that is going to be in the air, it's dispersed in the air in a particulate form is going to settle on the flowers. It's going to incorporate into the pollen. It could mix into the nectar. The bees are going to come into contact with it and they are going to take it back to the colony. So the best thing sometimes that you can do to ask yourself or to, to, understand if it's a good idea for them is to ask yourself by putting yourself in that position, would I be willing to Mm -hmm. and say, okay, so if you put this out there and you knew for a fact that it could even be a remote chance that that stuff's going to get in there, would you knowingly and willingly take that honey and feed it to your family? And if the answer is no, then you have no business putting those bees there. You need to find somewhere better and safer and more healthy for them. Look, the, the main thing that convinces people is money right? There should be some kind of a, a, a reason why it makes sense to them. And it's usually through their pocketbook. And so I tell people that um, you can choose to um, exploit the bees for, you know, uh, profit making and all that stuff. But in the end, your profits might actually turn around. You can look at it in a different way because volume and intensity are not necessarily going to be that profitable. You can use the bees as a source of uh, services and if you do so and you manage to keep your bees healthy uh, we have five percent loss over winter we had ten percent in the snowmageddon and i don't know a lot of people that treat that have those kind of survivor rates no, right there, there was a lot of people around here that do different types of treatments and stuff and they were up around 40 percent on their losses i heard people that had like 20 30 colonies lost all but one yeah so and they treated their bees. Yeah. And it's awful. So just kind of keep that in mind that you can absolutely turn this and make a, a, you know, a good living off of doing it naturally. You might actually be working harder than you need to if you're treating your bees because you're buying those chemicals, you're taking the time and effort to apply them to the colonies. You're not necessarily getting a better uh, survival rate. The, the studies show that. Uh, and actually, you know, I, if I, you know, everybody reads these studies that they are finding, and I, I tend to look at the ones that have also the, the numbers 
are not conclusive as to treatment is uh, higher chances of survival at all. I think that what I'm looking at around uh, the research that I read is that it's quite the opposite actually. So keep that in mind if there's a profit uh, reason for you to treat your bees that you can actually be uh, a lot more successful if, uh, in profiting without as much effort if you're doing it this way. And if you sell bees, um, the bees that are not treated, that are naturally thriving, will actually sell for much more than the ones that are treated because they're more sought, sought after, right? So yeah. There you go, everybody. Some food for thought. Mm -hmm. So see, there you go. Beekeeper chats. That's what they're good for. We can discuss mm -hmm. these types of topics, hash them out, and give everybody some some peace of mind or a piece of our mind or whatever. And um, you gave me carte blanche to, to keep going on this. So like, yeah, I probably right. went too far as well. <laughs> Fuel for the fire. Um, yes. But yes, thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope this um, Food for thoughts. maybe brought a little bit of clarity to, to some of the ways that that is viewed and that how some parallels should not be drawn because they're, they're not parallel at all. They're perpendicular. Yeah, <laughs> They're not exactly. even going in the same direction. They're not in the same plane. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, we will be back next week for everybody and uh, hope you have a safe week and a great weekend. And technically this comes out just before Veterans Day. So thank you for all the veterans out there and everybody who has served and just a shameless little plug as well. If anybody is a veteran and would like to get into beekeeping or if anybody is a beekeeper who would like to help veterans, check out hives for, hives heroes. for heroes go check them out they are an amazing organization so that was just kind of an impromptu i didn't even think about it till i said veterans day but there you go and thank you all so much for your service thank you for tuning in and we'll talk with you next week we are so grateful for your service thank you so much guys bye uh, bye bye be good be mindful <laughs> This Hive Jive production was made possible by amazing patrons like you, and we appreciate your support. To all our Hive Jive junkies out there, you truly are the bee's knees.